Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. Uh, this week, I'll be going over, of course, one of the dark Sith lords. It is Darth Plagueis. This is an honor of the uh, Star Wars the Fourth. You know, may the fourth be with you always. May the fourth force be with you always. And uh, I'm going to take this silly hood off now. Um, but the the whole point of that bit there was uh, that obviously I could never be a Sith Lord because it, my smile will be recognisable immediately within five seconds, just like how Palpatine walked around the entire Empire with a hood up, somehow being able to see and maybe using the Force to be able to manipulate the Metaclorians to be able to understand where he's going without a walking stick. Uh, it is 19 degrees in here, so I am going to take this off quickly so that uh, I can... Uh... <laughs> I can feel like I'm not dreading. That was literally the entire bit for the hoodie. Uh, I hope you appreciated that for all you Star Wars fans out there. A few moments later. Anyway, so Darth Plagueis is an absolutely fascinating character. And I believe, you know, obviously with Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up, I want to do a podcast on him before the new series comes out. But I think for everyone who is a Star Wars fan, we all know the following line. Uh, Have you heard of, or I should do it in the voice. Have you heard of the story of the dark side? No, that's not even the line. What am I doing? Let me try again. One more time. It is. Have you heard of the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I can't do the voice, obviously, but we'll play the clip. Ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And it's an iconic clip, not only because of. Palpatine obviously being an, an amazing character and how he's, you know, pulling over Anakin at this point in the series, um, yeah, in the film to the dark side of the force and, and by this point he's already basically there. But the story itself is fascinating because I don't think you have to say a lot in order to get behind the idea that the the person who murdered Plagueis in the story is obviously Palpatine from the way he speaks, the way he uh, infers that like he wasn't really wise, he was a fool. Uh, and so I want to go over the the character that is Plagueis because if you go into James Luc- Lucino's book, Darth Plagueis, it's probably one of the most well-written novels in the like Star Wars novel series, um, you know, what you would call fan but has now been made canon. Uh, I would love to see a film featured around Darth Plagueis. I think it would kill, number one. I think it would be an amazing character to bring forth into the universe, Star Wars universe. I think Disney would make so much money off it. I think everyone would be fascinated to see the Phantom Menace basically being played in the same timeline, except you would see what's going on, what the 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 puppets strings being pulled in the background and how some of the events that did occur weren't necessarily all organized by Palpatine himself Uh, and it's fascinating to see what James wrote in the book and how he brought this character to life and actually made him just as interesting as Sidious and for me personally I want to go you know, just a quick overview of the character for, for those who are interested. Uh, I think that if you aren't a Star Wars fan, I hope this brings you into the Star Wars universe a little bit. Just a small amount, because Darth Plagueis himself, the, sto- the short story told in the Revenge of the Sith, brings you in a little bit. But the 
the true depth behind the character of Plagius is so much better than some of the other less well-developed characters. I'll put it this way. In the newer Star Wars series, there's characters in there that could have been developed to this point. And it's taken somebody, a writer, to be able to make a book around a candidate that hasn't even featured in the films to be have to have greater depth and more interest as a character within the Star Wars universe than any of those in the, you know, sequel universe. In my opinion, in my, you know, humble opinion. So let's get, like, the overview. Who is Darth Plagueis? Well, Darth Plagueis is a Sith Lord who is the master to Palpatine. Palpatine being Darth Sidious, the Emperor who would go on to basically create the darkest period of all time during the Star Wars universe. Uh, unless you unless you count towards the old before Bane, the rule of two, and you look at Lord Vitiate. But that's a different time, that's a different story. Darth Plagueis was a, a like a not a Murph, oh, what what they called. He was born on the planet of Mygito with within there, and they had a, a specific Mun. That was it. So he's of the type Mun. Muns are normally long-necked, like they've got these like not lizard-like faces, but they've got smooth white skin uh, and very smooth faces. Normally bald, and they are of the financial uh, type of uh, being in the Star Wars universe. They are mainly known for their finances and their numbers and their number crunching across accountancy across the universe for all sorts. But mainly in this case, uh, for the dark sorts in, in the terms of working with people like uh, ja um, Jango Fair and like all of, the, all of the bounty hunters, but mainly the big uh, bosses. So you're looking at um, Jabba the Hutt, for instance, or his predecessors in this case. It was um, actually his sister who was dealt with by Darth Plagueis, also known as Hago Damask, under Damask Holdings. Hago Damask was um, what you would call Darth Plagueis's standard, you, you know, basic name uh, throughout the Star Wars universe, uh, and that's who he was known. Hago uh, Damask was basically... Um, he was brought up on Mygito by a father who wasn't well known at the time. He had a small role as an accountant on the planet and he wanted greater power. And he was not married to Darth Plagueis' mother. And his mother was more like a concubine at the time and wasn't the, the main mum to the family. He had other half-brothers and sisters who none of which he liked and they all... Uh, would meet a demise uh, later, not through Plagueis' hand directly, but mainly through a heart condition that was brought on by their mother and their father. The father would eventually pass away, and Hago Damask would take Damask Holdings. Uh, but climb to power, their claim to fame, was only achieved actually through Darth Plagueis himself. Darth Plagueis would not become Darth Plagueis before he was taken on as an apprentice by Darth Tenebrous. Tenebrous uh, was a scientific Biff, of type Biff. Uh, they are the guys who play the little flutes on the, the play the clip. Uh, and those types of alien, basically, they're not—they're they're known for loads of things. But he was specifically of an engineering 
type of person. He was very focused. He was known for his spaceships, his amazing craftsmanship in that area. And actually, you can spot his craftsmanship within the Star Wars universe, where Darth Maul is actually driving and using the ship that was his, pre like his previous ship. And so it was in this area that he was focused. Tenebrous was very different to Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis was taken on by Tenebrous to basically... He sensed him early on. He actually manipulated uh, Plagueis being born, which is kind of interesting to have seen this happen as Plagueis would also play a role in someone of a f strong force type being born later on in the series. And Tenebrous got the concubine and Kaz Damask, Hugo's, uh, Hugo's father, and he would you know, manipulate them to be able to have the child. The child would be born, and at the age of five, uh, Tenebrous made the offer to Carr where he would be elevated in position to a higher stance. I believe it was um, accountant, like a jurorship within the intergalactic banking clan, and he would be a much higher position. And from there, he would be able to, you know, accure much more wealth. Now, Hugo was kept secret by his mother up until that point from others around him. He discovered that he had these powers very early, very early on and that he would manipulate other children around him to be able to, you know, do things he wanted. He also got one child to commit suicide. So there was dark uh, aura around Hugo very early on. And he was definitely, although it wouldn't seem that he was interested as in, like, he didn't consider it the dark side. He considered the force to be just the force and a use and a way for him to be able to use it for, for the things he wanted to get. Uh, and the main thing that Darth Plagueis is known for, as you saw in the clip, is that he wanted immortality and the ability to live further on in life and, and not have to die. The irony. So, Tenebrous like I said, an engineering Biff who would take on Plagueis and teach him the ways of the Sith. Now, even though he was an epic duelist, Plagueis wasn't exactly a fan of using a lightsaber, which is also kind of fun to see that Sidious was also against using a lightsaber later on and would prefer to just use the Force. These two would influence each other later on as Sidious would become Plagueis's, obviously, apprentice. Now, before we get into that, the main thing behind Tenebrous and Plagueis's relationship is that Tenebrous made it clear that the rule of two would have to be used and that it was important to continue the Darth Bane legacy. Darth Bane uh, basically created the rule of two of where you would have one master to hold all of the knowledge and the power and that the apprentice would want that power and crave the power and there would always be this subordination from the apprentice and always the superiority from the master to always have that relationship and it worked because in previous decades before the bane rule the sith destroyed each other because there wasn't that relationship and there would be consistent battle and conflict and that's why they were never able to defeat the jedi and so tenebris made this very clear and it wasn't until Tenebris, even in Tenebris's death, where he went into a mining shaft, it would be investigation with Plagueis, and the mine collapsed, and Plagueis took his opportunity to take one of the collapsing 
uh, bricks and kill Tenebris with it. And even in death, Tenebris smiled and knew that this was the rule of Darth Bane, that at some point his apprentice would kill the master as he had done to the master before him. And so it would continue down the line. However, Plagueis realised that this was a sort of waste of time. He realised that the rule of two didn't allow coexisting Sith to progress and that he was tired of this superiority complex within the uh, Sith ruling and that it wouldn't allow the Sith Empire to rebuild. And he saw a greater purpose for him and he saw the opportunity to take up more than one apprentice. And ironically, Tenebris himself had said that there should only ever be one master and one apprentice. However, it would be later in life that Plagueis, after killing Tenebris and surviving the planet on which he had been like lost in, because the ship had been destroyed by the mining accident as well, he would then meet a secret apprentice that had been trained by Tenebris in secret as well, therefore being a hypocrite in his oath to do the rule of two. However, it seemed that Plagueis had been the true apprentice because Darth Venomous, or quote-unquote self-proclaimed Darth, uh, had been an offspring of Tenebris, and this Darth Venomous tried to assassinate Plagueis early on, but Plagueis was at the peak of his powers and was easily able to remove him. And he didn't kill him, and he didn't bring him in as an apprentice. He would then use him as a specimen to be able to experiment and use to be able to see uh, how to prolong and use life, and Venomous would be used as his subject to be able to figure out the ways of the force. Later in Plagueis's life, Venomous would actually be killed and he would reincarnate him multiple times. And this is fascinating because it was, in fact, achievable to be able to resurrect people as shown in the clip earlier on. So Plagueis had, in fact, managed to save someone from dying. Very interesting character, those. And the fact that Venomous himself had been trained by Tenebris, but not to the extent that Plagueis had, clearly because he had to do it in secret and didn't have the time to be able to focus on more than one apprentice, therefore proving the rule of two. And we see this later on in the Sith, where Palpatine also believes in the rule of two, and he always has one apprentice, he never has more than one, and he always makes sure that one has to be killed in order to take on the next one. And you can never have two. That's why we see Count Dooku be executed by Anakin, and therefore Anakin becomes the next in line to become Sidious's apprentice, therefore becoming the apprentice, the rule of two, Vader to Sidious. So from there, you've then got a huge period of time where Plagueis basically takes a list of four sensitive people and kills all of them to be able to make sure that he's solidified as the only Sith. And from there, he is able to build upon his own intergalactic banking clan, and he puts his fingers into the roots of the Republic in order to try and manipulate his way to the top. He tries to be able to manipulate Naboo, a new up-and-coming power in the Empire system, to have the new king who he could control, and therefore have more voting privileges within the uh, Republic. Plagueis understood that in order to be able to basically destroy the Jedi, he would have to be able to control the very thing that they were protecting. Plagueis understood that 
the overall plan had to be done in secret and in order to be able to surprise the Jedi he would create a clone army. Yes, that's right, Plagueis was actually the one who came up with the entire Order 66 plan and it was him who would be able to use Cypher Dias and Count Dooku as he was able to manipulate both of them and it was him who was in the background using his ways of intellect and manipulation to be able to gain the power. Now there was a key period of time for this before Plagueis would basically disappear into the recesses of his laboratory and his experiments to be able to prolong life and become immortal there was a period of time where he was at his peak and he was a dark lord of the sith who sidious feared but also loved in some messed up way uh, in in the sense that he understood the power that plagius had and it was because plagius was able to understand the opportunities that palpatine wanted palpatine was the son of a well-known political figure within Naboo. And he went by Palpatine rather than Sheev Palpatine because he didn't want to be associated, ironically, with the name given to him by his father. And he would rather be associated with the last name, his family name. And so it was actually Plagueis who spotted Palpatine in Naboo and understood that he was a Force-sensitive being and could see that he would be useful even out outside of the Sith, even as just a political figure. And he he would whisper like ideas into the mind of Palpatine and into the recesses of the mind. He didn't know he was being manipulated at the time, but Plagueis was so good at being able to understand uh, how people were because of his job as interacting with so many powerful figures and being able to claim power throughout the galaxy. He also understood how to gain someone's trust and he would become a mentor to Palpatine even before he would train him in the Sith arts and in this Palpatine would murder his own family out in pure rage rage in a sense of only the Sith were able to utilize and it was over time the words of Plagueis in his ear telling him over and over again that certain people were holding him back similar to how Palpatine himself does the same to Anakin and we see this in the film it is merely through words that Palpatine is able to be able to create one of the greatest empires that were ever, ever known and it's the same with Plagueis Plagueis came up with Order 66 Plagueis understood that a clone army had to be created that could be trusted and he also set up on the other side of the with the and I'm trying to remember the name the droid army the droid army and you also have a question how did all of this get set up and how was any of it able to be afforded because the Republic didn't actually pay for the initial clone army Cypher Dias obviously had placed the order but you have to purchase these things these two the droid army and the Republic army were actually purchased by the intergalactic banking clan. At the time, they had huge amounts of funds because of all the dealings they had throughout the galaxy and through the mining and through all of the operations you can think of. And this is why it, there was only one person anyone could ever point to who set up both these things and who could afford to do the same. Hegel Damask, Damask Holdings. Damask Holdings had huge financial advantage. As a Sith, 
Hegel was able to absorb all of the previous Sith artifacts, but he was also able to absorb in all of the Sith finances. And he would. Uh, this is the same with Palpatine. Palpatine would obviously take the ashes of Pelagius and place them in his office, and you'll see them in the uh, jar that are in the beginning of his office on the left-hand side. And it's within one of these massive jugs that you can see where he's talking to Anakin that Plagueis is based in one of those. You can't see it on screen, but that is where it's happening. And from there, Plagueis is has set everything up. Everything's in motion. Palpatine will become his apprentice, and Palpatine will be a co-reigner of the Republic. The plan was for Hego Damask and Palpatine to become the leaders of the Republic, co-leading. That was the main plan. Palpatine would be used as a puppet by Plagueis to be able to climb the ladder of the political ladder, and he would be—he was very good at it. He was a natural because of his father and because of what he'd seen in Naboo and how he could get to the top by manipulating the king of Naboo and who would become it, and therefore how that system became the system in the first place was because of Palpatine and Plagueis, therefore. And it was this period of time where Plagueis was at his peak. He was indestructible. He, if someone had to be killed, he had them killed. He would purposefully show no mercy. Everybody was at his whim. And there was a turning point for him. I think it was at his greatest victory after he knew that Palpatine was going to be elected as Supreme Chancellor that, and he just dispatched an assassination upon part of the King of Naboo uh, that he himself had an assassination attempt upon his life and the attempt would scar him for life. He had to use a breathing apparatus to be able to uh, breathe and to be able to cover up the massive gash on his lower jaw that had been nearly decapitated and there was a massive scar across the right side of his face and it was at this point where his life nearly being taken it showed weakness to Palpatine I think it was at this point that Palpatine realized that he could do it on his own because it was from there that Plagueis withdrew from society he went in to study even further of how he could prolong his life it was at this point that he showed weakness, he showed his inability to actually co-lead because it was 20 years later, 20 years of research that Plagueis would be within this period of time and that Palpatine would be continuously within the Republic uh, political system in this time and he had receded his face from society. This was the problem with Plagueis and this is why he had to be killed by Palpatine is that the person before this assassination attempt would potentially have executed all of his plans. He was still not afraid of death and he was still peak power. However, the assassination attempt showed his mortality and he craved that immortality and the ability to manipulate the midichlorians. It was in this period of time that Plagueis would actually, as I said earlier, manipulate the midichlorians to be able to create life. And in this case, we believe, and this hasn't been proven in canon, but he manipulated the midichlorians to be able to create Anakin Skywalker. He created the biggest divide 
enforce history. He understood that the Jedi controlled the system, and he used that against them by manipulating the Force to be able to be within the Sith to balance the Force out. Anakin in himself was the balance of the Force. He did balance the Force in the end, just not in the way the Jedi hoped it would be. And so this was Plagueis' true impact on the, on the Star Wars universe. Not only did he create Order 66, not only did he create the fall of the Jedi, he also created Anakin, Palpatine, the greatest empire that would ever live within the Star Wars universe. And he was the big figurehead behind immortality and being able to prolong one's life. And although Palpatine didn't learn the skill because he killed his master by the time that they, he was at a point of being able to successfully do it, he did get the cloning technique where he was able to place his his soul, his being within to another clone. And so to an extent, the success of Plagueis lived on. And so the impact he had as a Sith Lord throughout the Star Wars universe was mainly through a scientific and sort of artifact-based slash Sith, um, what you would call science-based Sith uh, powers. And so for, for Plagueis as a character, he was very quite the opposite of Tenebris, and Tenebris was the opposite of him, and then Palpatine was very political and therefore very different from Plagueis as well. You can see that personality tra uh, personality traits play a big uh, sort of thing within these characters, and it's really interesting seeing the differences. Tenebris focused solely on being able to create a virus that would be able to manipulate the Metachlorians to be able to cut the Jedi off from the Force. This was Tenebrous's and his master before him's focus, like Plagueis's was, prolonging life. Except it was his that was self-focused. It was all to do with Plagueis, but Tenebrous still focused on the mission. It was because Plagueis forgot about the main mission, the, the clone army, the droid army, and the overall plan that Palpatine was able to take advantage. He'd lost focus and focused on the side project of prolonging his life, being able to be a co-chancellor or a ruler of the galaxy for eternity, rather than understanding that he had to kill the Jedi first to be able to win and be able to continue to semi-control Palpatine. It was at this point that during the success of Palpatine being elected uh, as Supreme Chancellor that he killed Plagueis. Plagueis had seen the victory, just about to be the victory of Palpatine, and he accepted drinks from Palpatine. They celebrated, and in his drinking and becoming drunk, Plagueis was easy to kill, and at this point was at a weakened state, and for Palpatine, very uh, Palpatine's beginning to become the peak of his powers, and so he dispatched him. So, we've talked a lot about there, the history is so deep in there and if i've missed some key details i'm sorry but the the things that i do want to talk about mainly are some of his powers before uh, his death and the sort of legacy he left behind his powers were mainly to do with the force his manipulation of the metachlorians he also had many interesting physical fighting powers it was known that he could use lightning speed 
a way where he used the force to be able to move faster than lightning. It was told that when he fought Darth Venomous, that Venomous could barely see what Plagueis was doing. So although Plagueis didn't believe so much in combat, when it came down to it, he was, in fact, very good at it. He was known by Tenebris as the best he'd ever seen, and probably one of the best combat uh, fighters when it came down to dueling in a lightsaber preference as a Sith legend. And this is really interesting because it was Darth Bane similarly, although was a combat heavy, like Sith Lord, he was uh, compared with Plagueis. And I like that. I like the idea that Plagueis knew that his skills, although he was very good at some things, he focused very much on the stuff that he loved. And, he, and even if it was a love of darkness, it was still fascinating to have a character like that. And with Palpatine, he inherited that a little bit. Palpatine himself was able to dispatch, dispatch De Jedi very easily. However, he focused mainly on Force Lightning. Palpatine, Plagueis, they all were, they all had the ability to use Force Lightning, and it was taught that they could use many other things, like being able to choke and being able to uh, put air within a bubble and be able to take the very air from a... Uh, Sorry, uh, being able to take the very air from somebody and kill them. Plagueis had many different techniques when it came down to the Force, uh, and one of them was being able to deflect bolts very quickly. The Jedi do that. You'll see that a lot. But I think, let me have a look at my notes. I'm pretty sure he's got something else that's really intriguing when it came down to uh, Force powers. Right, ah, I forgot about this one. So he was able to become a Force Ghost. Now, this was part of his immortality, uh, like, what you'd call it, <laughs> his journey, his his want, his uh, crusade to be able to become immortal, is that very early on, Plagueis understood that he could become a Force Ghost like Tenebrous. However, he was not interested in this because it didn't have any effect on the physical world, and so the immortality was not of interest to Plagueis. And this in itself shows what Plagueis was trying to do. He wanted to be able to manipulate the world around him forever. And in some way, Palpatine, where Plagueis failed, Palpatine was successful. The Empire would last a very long time, and even though Palpatine would be scarred for life, he was also able to be able to last a very long time on the throne and it's kind of interesting comparing the two because just like Plagueis was dispatched by his apprentice Palpatine would also be dispatched by Vader later on and it was at their peak of their powers in some ways that they were dispatched and killed I think I like the idea that before Plagueis was had his life threatened, it was at this period of time that I compare him to Palpatine as the Emperor, or before he was scarred by Mace Windu, and he had this ability to control everything around him when he was unknown. Hager Damask, when he died uh, and was killed, nobody even noticed because the Republic had a new beginning, and it was under Palpatine, and so he must have made it hush-hush, but it was also that he hadn't been seen publicly for 20 years, and Damask Holdings made sure that there wasn't a known ceremony. So it's very intriguing to see that as a Sith Lord, Plagueis had a massive effect on everything around him in the universe, in the Star Wars universe, and even while the Phantom Menace was going on, he was manipulating and allowing stuff like Darth Maul to exist, 
and showing that the breaking of the rule of two can, in fact, have a downfall in some way or another to himself. He decided to try and break certain rules and apply others, but in some ways he became the very similar way as Darth Tenebrous and his apprentice Darth Sidious would become later down the line and being dispatched by their apprentices. So, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast based on one of the Star Wars characters that I truly enjoy talking about, Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's been an absolute pleasure to do the research on this character. I've read the book multiple times and I've probably missed out some small details and some big details. And if you do know any, let me know and I will get on that straight away for the next podcast where I hope to, before the Obi-Wan Kenobi Uh, series comes out i do a podcast based on the obi-wan kenobi character and i'll do the research for that uh this has been a taylor's tales podcast this has been chris's corner i've been your host chris taylor and as always i hope to see you this time next week bye now the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural